Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm bringing you a special episode of the Boca podcast today called Workflow Wednesday. During these special edition episodes, myself and my co-hosts will focus on helping you develop more efficient daily and weekly workflows around post-production, communication, task and project management, time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the professional photographer. Just visit photographersedit.com. Hello, everybody. Nathan, you got to quit cussing now, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it has been way too long. Um, welcome, everybody who's listening in and joining us on the video, the live video version to Workflow Wednesday. Uh, how long has it been since we've done one of these? Uh, three weeks, something like that, maybe. Oh, is that all? Okay, all right, yeah, cool. Yeah. That's yeah. not so bad. We yeah. took a longer hiatus there for a little bit. Um, right, right. To pick this back up. I think we've got another one scheduled for two weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to get back into the swing of things. And I have yeah. to say um, props to, first of all, Haley is here with us who heads up digital marketing for Photographer's Edit in Boca and produces the Boca podcast. And of course, obviously this show, a special edition of the Boca podcast. Yeah, I, I didn't know how much she actually did until, until just about two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how important she was until just literally two minutes ago. This is, we, were, we were blown away. Well, speaking of oh, significance, though, we, uh, Rich and Heather are with us, too. And for everybody who is new to the Boca podcast, Rich and Heather are photographers based here in Chattanooga uh, in the same area that Haley and I are. And um, not only that, they've been doing the Workflow Wednesday series with us for some time now. So thank you guys for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Um, and, and what I was going to say is part of the reason we're jumping back into Workflow Wednesday, we took a break there for a bit because we were putting out so many Boca podcast episodes uh, three a week. Now we're at two regular episodes a week and we're going to put a, a workflow Wednesday episode in here and there, but, uh, Rich and Heather, um, and, and thanks largely to Rich, Rich's comedic acts on the show. <laughs> um, they, you guys are the reasons why, or one of the biggest reasons why we're getting back to this show. So thank you for all that you contribute therein. Well, um, I have my chai tea and, and ready to go. So uh, I'm, I'm sugared up and uh, ready, ready to entertain. Extra caffeine. Well, for those of you listening in the audio who are kind of confused right now, there is a video version of this today. By the way, there's going to be some benefit to that because we're going to be talking about how to simplify your video marketing. Um, part of that conversation will involve a little bit of a show and tell. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit. So if you're listening to the audio version of this on the regular Boca podcast, uh, the audio show, Make sure you go to facebook.com slash photogs edit, P-H-O-T-O-G-S-E-D-I-T, uh, and you can watch the video. We'll have the video there on the face the Photographer's Edit Facebook page. And, um, of course, other episodes are there as well. We've got, at this point, close to 300 episodes published in the Boca podcast and over 300 that we've recorded. So um, there's a huge amount of content there. And if you just go to bocapodcast.com. Actually, Rich and Heather, have you seen the new Boca podcast homepage? No. Uh, no, not yet. No. It's really, really nice. Actually, actually, um, we, I saw the new logo. It looks amazing. So, well, it's, speaking of all that that Haley does, Haley did an amazing job putting together the the new homepage for for the podcast. So, for those of you listening in, if you haven't seen it, go take advantage, check it out. It's beautifully designed. It makes it to go find the content, consume the content. 
And um, again, there being 300 episodes out there, close to 300 episodes out there now, there's just a wealth of content, thanks to all of the guests that we've had on. Again, including yourselves, Rich and Heather. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really excited about today because, um, uh, oh, you haven't even really, I, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. You just, <laughs> you just uh, go right back We're in there. We're excited to hear more from you guys and less from ourselves well, today. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a, I, I feel like I should take notes because, I mean, like, this is a really important, really mm-hmm. important discussion that we're going to have mm-hmm. today. And so, uh, and something that I need to take a little more seriously because of, uh, mm-hmm. of how, how, how much the industry and advertising is changing. So, uh, mm-hmm. and so, um, so uh, I, uh, you haven't really discussed what we're, we're talking about. So I'll, I'll get more to that later. <laughs> yeah, well, I mentioned briefly, we are going to talk about how to simplify your video marketing, more specifically Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, and, and we're honestly, we're speaking for personal experience because the reality of, as, as Rich alluded to, the reality of this topic is that it is a massive one. Uh, there are nuances and it is changing on an ongoing basis. Haley and I have learned a lot over the last couple of years and we by no means are experts, but what we want to do is share a little bit of what we've learned. Somebody that listens to the show is like, hey, can you talk about video marketing? And uh, so we figured this would fit really well into the Workflow Wednesday format. But before we get to that, um, if nobody else is, at least Rich and I are oh, going to- Oh, we are. Oh, we are. Oh. We're going to a little bit. <laughs> Haley's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I did want to jump in really fast because we have Tavis and Ren watching, and they both said, hey, and Ren said she's glad that we are back on Workflow Wednesday. Oh, oh. She, now ask her if she's back in Chattanooga. She's been off like gallivanting around you know, the United States. <laughs> it makes me really jealous. Hi, Ren. What's up, Ren? Hey, Ren. Thanks for hanging out with us. And Tavis, too, my word. Tavis, it's been a long time since we've chatted. Thanks for hanging out for a little bit. And thanks for everybody else who listens in. Please don't hesitate to make this a conversation. Uh, we love to get the feedback and the questions and the comments. And um, as I mentioned earlier in my stories today, you're welcome to make fun of us, too. We, we can accept it. We don't take ourselves too seriously. So. <laughs> Yeah, you can make fun of Heather, but not me. I, 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 after the show, I'll start like go to my room and cry for a while. So I'll be good. The, the purpose of this the series is to talk about workflow because literally everything that we do on a day-to-day basis as photography business owners is centered around workflow in one form or another, in the office, shooting, or otherwise. And um, we figured that we'd create a, a special series to focus on how to create efficient workflows. And of course, there's so many different elements of workflow in our day-to-day lives. But um, part of that workflow and this is at least somewhat relevant rich right if if we talk about the the new iphone today oh it is so relevant it is <laughs> before we talk about video marketing we have to at least bring up the new iphone announcements um oh. it's been a little while since i was like i'm going to be first in line but yeah. i'm definitely going to be first in line for this one that's so yeah. funny i had the same thought rich was kind of communicating with me a lot of the new features and i literally had the thought you know it's been a really long time since we felt like we had to jump on the bandwagon of the yeah. latest and the greatest you know because we've been running our business for 12 years and we it's we've come a long way from feeling like we needed the brand new camera we needed the yes. brand new lens we need the brand new phone you know we just aren't those people who feel like we have to line up for, for, for the newest of everything. But in this case, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so when, it, it, when can we pre-order? Yeah, it's surprising <laughs> that like, it really is that uh, the Apple like spent 95% of its time uh, uh, in like doing stuff for photographers, like, like the camera stuff. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's all about the cameras on, on this latest iPhone, and and uh, and I, I've been reading I've been reading some people who are not that excited because they're not photographers. They they don't really date, um, um, and we're just like Ooh, we're so excited, you know. So uh, there's 
So, uh, yeah. But, but the flip side of that conversation, and this is where I think it kind of gets interesting. Um, and actually, what would really set this up well uh, are actually a, a past podcast guest, Boca podcast guest, um, my our, our friend Chad de Blasio. And I posted this on my story, so I'm going to pull it up here and read this really quick. He posted a really relevant um, comment around this topic of the ongoing development of technology and cameras. And I just want to read this. It's really good. So shout out to Chad de Blasio. You can follow him. It's de Blasio, D-I-B-L-A-S-I-O photo on Instagram. But he said, I hope so many photogs keep taking the workshops where you learn to take, quote, epic photos and use all the gear in hopes that it will give you something that is going to make people want to spend more of their money with you. Because mm-hmm. Apple and Sony and Fuji are going to keep making it easier and easier to not have to know any of that stuff to take those same picks. Mm-hmm. Meaning clients are going to be less and less wowed with your skills. And when you don't have that to rely on, what will they pay you for? Yeah. And I think this is a really poignant question. And rather than you know becoming a point of complaint for photographers, the question is, how do you up your game Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that now, what's the feature that, that they announced that allows you to be able to convert just a regular everyday image into a studio, black and white studio image? The the high key notes, um, like it's, uh, are you talking it's, about the, yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. We, 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 have, we have it pulled up. Yeah, we do. It, it's, um, it's pulled up. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, so let's look up that feature. But for those of you who haven't seen this yet, what, what it basically does is you, you take a snapshot of a friend of yours outside and run it through this particular feature and instantaneously it converts that image into this high key black and white image that looks like it was photographed on a black backdrop in a studio. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. High high key light mono effect. (laughs) Okay. There you go. Or studio style monochromes. Yeah. Yeah. And they had, they had kind of the beginnings of that on Mm -hmm. these older versions of the the phone. Not impressive. It was, yeah, it was the weirdest thing. Um, They've, they've totally changed the game, but all this to say, Technology is continuing to make it easier and easier to take a good or even great image. Mm-hmm. And no longer can we distinguish ourselves as easily from the consumer photographer. And so the question is, what are we going to do then? What are we going to change in our business that enables us to continue to be relevant and mm-hmm. make it worth somebody paying two, three, four, five, ten thousand $10,000 uh, for wedding or portrait photography, whatever the case may be? What do you guys think about this? Oh, I mean, that's completely like, we, we don't know what the future is, but I mean, like the future is definitely moving there and quickly. So like, and so the, 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 for us to still have the, the mentality of like, Hey, you know, um, I'm a great photographer and people are going to hire me for that. Those, those days are, are going to come to an end. And, and I mean, it's only a matter of time where, I mean, it's probably even with this, um, probably with the uh, iPhone uh, XR. I mean, like uh, I could almost shoot, a wedding with it. I mean, like, like mm-hmm. I, I, I've always wondered, like, has, has there been a, a photographer brave enough to like say, you know, almost like a, like a marketing thing to say, you know, I, I shot this entire wedding through with an iPhone. Um, but, but with the, like the night mode um, on this new iPhone um, where like uh, it's actually able to use w- through technology to, uh, to do um, really uh, some amazing photos in low light. I mean, like even that's kind of going away because normally we're like, oh, you got to have light to to uh, to take good photos, and and iPhones like, oh, uh, hold my beer, you know, let, let me show you, how, <laughs> how, you know, we're, we're going to show you how this is yeah. done, you know. So I mean, like, or in it, Rich's case, hold my amaretto sour. Oh yes, <laughs> he just outed you. Yes, thrown <laughs> under the bus. On Facebook Live, <laughs> pick it back. It's out there. Hey, Rich, amaretto sour tastes way better than beer, so beer you're good. So good. Oh. <laughs> just yeah. Gr- make fun of me on, on the chat. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so, you mentioned the thing about shooting an entire wedding on an iPhone and it 
shot me back to like 2012. Um, F stoppers put out an article called titled an entire wedding shot on an iPhone and processed using Instagram. I would be so interested to see this happen again because like they're not, I mean, I wouldn't want to deliver images that were shot on an iPhone back in 2012. Even my iPhone six plus, I probably wouldn't want to shoot and deliver, but it would be really interesting to see it happen now. Maybe with the caveat that they have a backup photographer with a professional camera, but I'll link to that in our show notes as well. I don't know. It seems like it's one of the situations where you got to just like jump and build your wings on the way down. So how, like, why not just go all in with that camera? What do you think would be the shortcomings of that? Of going all in with the iPhone? With the iPhone camera. Yeah. Like if you had the iPhone 11 Pro, Mm -hmm. you had all three focal lengths um, and you could even take slow-mo selfies of yourself working at the wedding. um, I mean, why, why would you not just not, why why wouldn't you go for it? Oh gosh. What makes Uh, you nervous about it? Because this is something that everybody's going to probably consider. Like what, what do you think the biggest shortcomings would be there? Yeah. I mean, even that night mode, you know, know. like Mm -hmm. for receptions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, Also, it's not as impressive uh, at a a wedding. I have two huge, (laughs) huge cameras that make me look like I actually know what I'm doing. You know, perception. Yeah. It's the perception, I guess. Um, So uh, um, maybe we'd have to build like a a, a Canon body (laughs) around the phone, like at the shelf of one and just stick the phone the the iphone in there you're on to something (laughs) the guests don't get confused it would help with back problems and yeah yeah. i know i know know. um (laughs) yeah i I can have just some multiple iphones around my belt and be like you know this one is set for two you know um so i know a a lot of people already use the ipad uh camera for uh for um for photography for photo booths you know i mean like Mm. uh and so (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so uh I mean, yeah. like you could easily use these things for photo booths easily. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, in, in that case, they're actually using an off-camera light, though, too, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, 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 they are usually lighting it up in a different. Yeah. What does Ren have to say? Ren said, "Does it have dual card slots?" <laughs> uh, it does have dual card slots, uh, but not for what you're wanting. <laughs> but actually, the thing is, the thing about that is, if you just had what is it, Google Drive or Google Photos uh-huh. running in the background, it would just automatically mm-hmm. upload your photos as you're shooting. Yeah. There you Acting go, Ran, auto backup. There you go. Yeah, you're set. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. You could be. Uh, you could be uh, while you're taking photos, um, have the photos automatically being uploaded um, live to photographer's edit, they can be editing them for you and then they'll be ready to deliver to your client before we got you. Absolutely. Uh, you know, before you even get home. Boom. Done. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, you, they just like, just to clarify. Um, <laughs> just made that up. <laughs> Coming soon to an app store near you. Exactly. Well, so I I want to, because we do have a lot to cover in this video marketing topic, but I want to bring it back around to the question of what then do we do to, it's not even compensating for the change in the market. It's what do we do to adjust with the market? Mm -hmm. Uh, And and the thing that I posted along with that quote from Chad earlier on my stories was the significance of experience. We have to focus on experience, creating an an experience that somebody with their phone, who's just happens to be taking snapshots, can't provide because they don't have the business Mm-hmm. Uh, acumen. They don't have the experience. They yeah. don't know what it's like to engage with a series of clients and make them feel special. Um, mm-hmm. The list could go on, but that ex- yeah. it's all about the experience in the end, yep. which I think is brilliant. Like we've had these conversations for a little while now. Some of us who are aware of the reality of the significance of the experience versus 
imagery because we know that so much of that is preferential, it's subjective, that clients don't care if something is tack sharp or perfectly color balanced or otherwise. Uh, but it's hard to argue that until the industry just forces everybody to acknowledge it. And now we're, we don't have a choice but to put even more effort into the experience. So what do you think that looks like for you guys as a photography business, Rich and Heather? Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this, and it's it's a really good question. We're, and we're quitting, and we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and done. And done. <laughs> yeah, it's a really interesting thing to analyze. Um, and exactly what you just said were my were my thoughts as far as our experience based society and culture and why we're willing to pay more, not just for products but for the services. You know why we. We can cook, we can buy high quality foods and we can cook them at our house. Why would we ever need or want or would it would be willing to spend high, uh, you know, a much higher price to go out to eat at a restaurant? And part of that, you know, we just keep coming back to the value of experience. And so I think as a product and service based business and industry that we're in, we absolutely have to think about how are we going to set ourselves apart? We I mean, we've already asked this question and answered it, but I feel like it's an ever changing it's, it's constantly changing, you know, and I feel like we've gone through seasons of our business where we feel like we had a clearer idea of what that looked like for us, whether it be the, um, the client gift or the amazing turnaround time or the relationships that we build, the way that we interact with our clients, all of those things are tied together in the experience that our clients have with us. But I don't know that I have a fully formulated answer for that question as it relates to when we're talking about this new impressive technology and what yeah. that means for yeah. us. Well, well, you know? what's, what's five years down the road? We don't know. Yeah. Um, but th that was an awesome uh, analogy with the, with the restaurant stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, that was awesome. That was like so <laughs> spot on. I was like, you know, we can cook at home. Uh, or we can go to, you know, hey, you know but that's get... true. I was actually thinking about uh, this in, in my local experience with the, the bike shop that I go to. Yeah, I can I can order parts online and potentially learn how to install them myself or whatever. But to yeah. actually go into the shop and I mean, to, to be taken care of in the way that, that this local it's they're called Pandora's um, European Motorsports. Great shop Been going there for years, have a, a good relationship with them. But yeah. the way that they make me feel yeah. ultimately and yeah. the experience that the level of service that they provide, yeah. it makes all the difference in the world. And what that translates to for me anyway, is that I naturally want to support them. I will pay a little bit extra, a little more than I would online in order to go in and kind of show mutual respect by supporting what they're doing. Absolutely. And obviously I'm just a case of one, but I think, I think this can translate to mm -hmm. what we're doing for our clients. We have to learn and, and Heather, you make a great point what that experience looks like that we're creating for a client or potential client is going to vary. It's going to, to change potentially over time. Mm -hmm. We have to learn what the preferred experience or experiences are of our target market and learn how to create those. Right. But if we do that, what that can translate to is making somebody feel good in mm -hmm. their own right. And mm -hmm. feeling good is ultimately what so much of our businesses are actually about helping our clients feel good in one way or another. Right. Mm -hmm. And another thing that comes to mind too, while you're talking is the words peace of mind, because mm -hmm. everything from the time that our clients hire us and meet with Rich and begin to glean and gain from his experience that he has through the years of photographing weddings, everything from developing a, first of all, showing interest in their story and actually engaging with them in a, in a meaningful way relationally, everything from that to helping them plan out their day, helping them choose vendors, helping them 
develop a timeline that is going to work perfectly for their wedding day. All of these things are services that will give our clients peace of mind and help them to feel like they can relax. They can enjoy their process. They're in good hands and they're working with someone who knows what they're doing. And you can't, that for me is a part of the experience component that really has nothing to do with the technology. So not only do they, can they look at his images and say, these are great, these are beautiful, this is what I want. I want a photographer to capture these emotions, but I would love the idea of working with an experienced professional who can walk me through this entire process from the beginning to the end. And you can't buy that when you buy an iPhone, as wonderful as these new iPhones are. So to me, that's what we're, you know, that's how we sell ourselves. And that's, that's what our clients get, you know? Yeah. Well, and well, Haley, what are your, what are your thoughts being a newer photographer in the market? And then like you, you do a really great job of kind of keeping your hands on the industry conversations and various forums or groups. What, what are you hearing and what do you feel about it personally? So for, well, my very first thought when it came out was I just paid off my phone last month and I'm not going to buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, my phone bill is like $47 now and I'm not going to bother uh, making yeah. that high again. Wow. That's but so with that being said, the, the industry that I am trying to niche down into um, and really get my focus on is in the social media content creation and brand photography, which they're already using the existing iPhones for. Um, brands are all, you know, you can make beautiful photos with iPhones. So yep. it's not really about the, the, um, the quality of the work anymore. It's more about the time commitment that it takes for these brands to do it. Who's going to be the person doing it. So I'm already kind of battling that, um, with the clients I'm trying to go after to explain like the, the benefit of having someone come in, take consistent brand photos for your business, for your social media. Um, so I kind of feel like I am already there, but with photography in weddings, I just get nervous that like, well, I say I get nervous, but if you look back to like film, whenever film was transitioning to digital, how many people thought the same thing we're thinking about iPhones becoming the new camera? Like, is that going to be in five years? We're laughing at this conversation mm-hmm. that like I made fun of people shooting iPhones or shooting weddings with an iPhone. You know, it's, you never know where it's going to go. <laughs> and, and that you, you're suggesting that that may be where we end up or what do you mean it, by that? It could be. I'm not behind any of the technology. So it's one of those things where like I can make fun of it all I want or say like that's not professional to shoot with an iPhone at a wedding. Right. But it could be in even two years that that becomes industry standard. Let's I kind of hope it's not. But because then anyone could be a photographer. Um, but right now, anyone could be a photographer. So it's it does go back to what Heather's saying and having that experience and having the service that you're providing to your client and making that your priority versus yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> well and, and well I was just gonna say and realizing that 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 is again an example of a shift in the industry that we're switching mm-hmm. I mean I understand how it could be people can get a little hurt by the notion that especially photographers have been around who have spent thousands and thousands of dollars investing in the uh, the overall experience well, I guess their, their knowledge base. And then of course the equipment that mm-hmm. enables them to create this beautiful imagery that none of that really carries significance anymore. And, and to feel that kind of, in a sense, be minimized, even if it's not said out loud right. for the sake of this technology that makes it easy for somebody down the street to pick up a phone and take a picture that looks just as good. 
Uh, I understand where people's feelings are maybe getting a little bit hurt in that, but mm -hmm. what you have the ability to do there is to make a choice. One, to let ego rule and get stuck in the self-pity Mm -hmm. or realize that the industry is changing, realize that the world, that, that the, the industry works differently now, the market works differently now. And are you simply the kind of egomaniac artist who is all about how you feel? Or are you learning to be an entrepreneur and shift with the market and shift with the industry and figure out how you can continue to provide the service more effectively for your clients? Mm -hmm. um, and ultimately, a lot of this conversation now centers around experience. So how do you create that better experience? And it's going to weed out, I think, some photographers who claim to just be introverts and who don't really care to make the effort to engage in relationships and create that more intimate experience, a more personal experience. But um, it, nonetheless, it'll be interesting to see where all of this goes. I just thought it was a fun kind of conversation. Yeah, it is, it is really cool as we go into our topic for today, because I have a lot of thoughts on using professional gear versus an iPhone um, on our video marketing topic. So I'm excited okay. to get into that. Good segue. Yeah, that, that is actually a great segue. And, and maybe we'll just kind of jump into it. I know Rich stepped out for just a second. He'll be back and I think kind of leading the, the questions here. But let me just kind of intro the topic for today, which is very simply how to simplify your video marketing. And this is specifically in regards to Facebook and Instagram video ads. Um, we have found quite a bit of success from video ads on Facebook and Instagram in comparison and contrast to some of the static ads that we've created for photographers edit. And because of that success, um, we're, we're fans, number one, but I'm simultaneously a fan of efficiency as well. Um, and so to that point, I've gone from using what wasn't even that fanciest setup. Uh, it was a Rode VideoMic Pro and a Canon 70D and most of the time on a tripod. Um, now to using a, a very simple setup, which is a, a middle mini Gorilla Pod. I'll show you everybody here in just a second, a mini uh, Gorilla mini pod and then um, a GoPro Hero 7 with a little Rode Video Mic Mini. And I can literally just put this in a bag, a suitcase when I travel, throw it in the back seat of my car, um, go to a park, take it out, shoot some video. Um, and literally th this other day, actually, I was shooting video for, for Haley um, within the span of an actually less than an hour. I think I shot 50 different or over 50 different clips with a GoPro, it was a combination of, of A roll and B roll both. And um, it was really easy to do. And the audio sounds absolutely amazing, like mind blowingly good. Uh, and the picture quality is plenty good. And um, so to that, we'll get into more details about this, but, but we've been using this and, and it's working. Wanted to share very briefly today, um, and I say briefly because it is a very loaded topic, but briefly today, how we've gone about this process via simple hardware, and then we're going to talk specifically about messaging. How do you create a 15, 20, 30, 50, 60 seconds video that effectively conveys a message in a way that is both personal and easy to understand, makes somebody want to go act on that video? Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what we're going to be discussing today. But I want to let Rich kind of be, Rich and Heather both for that matter, um, be <laughs> the, the interviewers, the host and lead the conversation from here on out. Uh, yeah, because I uh, already have some questions for you. But um, but yeah, uh, this is actually really interesting because uh, this is something also um, as a photographer, I, um, I have dabbled in um, early in my career video and I, I had I had abhorred it. It, mm -hmm. it was, I'm horrible at it. I, I was... Um, I, uh, I, I, um, I just re realized like, Hey, 
uh, as much of a photographer as I am, I'm uh, video is completely different animal. And so, but as you, and was it about being in front of the camera, Rich, or what, what did you just, no, 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 this this is, uh, I think this whole experience of just trying to be, trying to um, do video for my clients uh, and and, and how, how horrible of experience it was for me and for them. And, and then the, and the workflow afterwards, it just, like you said, just took forever. It wasn't efficient. um, And I really didn't know what I was doing. This is way back to post uh, WP, PI maybe 2010 or so quite, wow. quite a while ago uh Stephen Jen Bebb their fusion mm-hmm. yeah 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 the, the whole the photo video fusion yeah, so yeah, we bought I, that DVD went to that seminar mm-hmm. and thought maybe that was a route that we were interested in taking and yeah it, and I think that it really just I had such a bad um experience with it that I just have almost been um like my head in the sand as far as I because because like uh like I, I'm just a photographer. I, I still I, I shoot still photos, and uh, but now um, the uh, technology is changing, marketing is changing. Like as you just said, that uh, that I can't keep my head in the sand. I've got to either uh, I can't use that as an excuse anymore because um, just the other day um, I uh, was uh, asking. Uh, a wedding planner in town to uh, to do a guest blog for me, and uh, normally traditionally guest blog is. I write an article for you with pretty photos. You write an article for me, with, and I put beautiful photos in it, and and that's done. And uh, she says, "Sure." And she's like, oh, "When can you show up sometime?" I was like, "Show up." All you have to do is write a uh, write an article for me. And she's like, "No, no, 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 no. We're I, 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 we're going to be doing a, a video, you know, like yeah. Uh, yeah, because she she's seeing that like you're seeing that is a huge amount of uh, more engagement." Um, through video than it with uh, with still photography or, or, or just in just an article with photos in it now. Um, and so, uh, and so I'm like, yeesh, I just, I, I I've got to get, um, I've got to just grit my teeth and, and, and figure out how, how, how it's done. And maybe um, technology has changed so much that it's a lot easier now because uh, man, I, I'm, I still have so many questions. I'm like, man, I just, uh, like how I, yeah. So anyway, so, well, so j- just to clarify the one thing yeah. you were talking about producing video for your clients as part of the finished product with your wedding photography, we're talking about marketing video. Yeah. So in your mind, yeah. just because you had that, that bad experience trying to produce yeah. it for your clients, you feel like it would be a bad experience make, making videos for marketing purposes. Yeah. It, it really is just ignorance because I, I just don't know how to do it. So, okay. um, so, uh, I, I jumped in and I tried to do it. Um, and I had such a bad experience and took so long. It was such a frustrating thing that I just like said, this is, this is not my specialty. I'm not a videographer. I, I, I don't do videos. I, I do still photos. And so um, I think it was, uh, I had such a bad experience that, yeah, I just didn't pick up again. And I used, I, again, I used that as, as an excuse. And now I think um, um, it, it's getting to the point where you, to run a photographer, to run a business, you you can't make those excuses anymore. You you just uh, you like either step up or 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 become obsolete um, mm-hmm. uh, over over time. So um, so uh, so I'm definitely interested in this conversation. That's for sure because I, we we don't do any um, 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 video marketing video marketing at all. Yeah. So okay. Well, I, I wonder if maybe to set the tone, Haley, should we play one of our, our video ads just to kind of give everybody an idea of what, what it is we're talking about creating here? I, I actually have uh, a folder pulled up here, and 
Let me just share this uh, through QuickTime so everybody can see. And hopefully the bandwidth is good enough where you're at. You can, you can see this. One second here. Uh, and by the way, thanks to, to Haley for the editing work. I shoot these, but uh, and actually Haley shoots some as well. But then she does the post-production, which we can talk about briefly. Let me just share my screen for everybody listening in. And again, for those of you who are listening to the audio portion of this, obviously you're missing the video. Make sure you go to facebook.com slash edit and you can actually watch this. But I can everybody see that QuickTime player, the video now? Yep. We can see it. Yes. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit play here and uh, and then this is about uh, let's see, what is it, 39 seconds, and then we'll come back to the conversation. Oh, no audio though. Oh, yeah, you'll have to take, unplug your headphones. Oh, unplug my headphones. So the, the laptop's going to pick up the audio? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I, apologies in advance to everybody <laughs> listening in for the bad quality of audio. The audio actually sounds incredible. Uh, we'll talk more about the mic that we're using here in just a second. But then maybe, Haley, we can link in the show notes to this particular video uh, so that everybody listening in, if you want to go to the show notes, we'll have the show notes for this episode posted later today by, we'll say, 6 p.m. Eastern. And everybody can go take a look at this video. Maybe we can even embed it there in the post so everybody can get an idea of what um, what these videos look like. All right. So excuse the bad audio for the time being. And uh, for the weird frozen face on the screen that you're currently seeing. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let's see if that works. Still no video. It must be um, picking it up from your microphone instead of from, from your your um, audio card. That is really weird. Okay, one second. We're going to try one more thing here. I'm just going to see if I can get... Uh, I really hope this works because I think this is so relevant for the conversation. And I love, love, love Photographer's Edits, uh, these marketing videos that you do. Yeah. Thank you. Let me uh, try this one more time see if this does the trick. Hey, photographers. The summer has unfortunately come to an end, or at least it's close. School's starting back, event season is really kicking into gear, and uh, you're gonna have a lot of images to edit. Let us just help you so that you don't have to stand or sit behind the computer and edit images for all hours of the day and night. Photographer's Edit can help you with custom color correction and retouching. Just click on the link below, you can give us a shot, get 40% off your first order, and get a bit of your life back. Cool. You sold, you sold me. All right. <laughs> and so the audio me. does sound better. <laughs> so when I upload it, it sounds better than what that just sounded like. It sounded pretty good on our end. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, like, you know. And I'm going to go, let me switch my audio back. Can you guys hear me okay now? Yeah. Okay, you're good. cool. All right. So I just wanted to share that just so everybody has some context. And um, and then, Rich, I'm going to let you kind of drive the conversation from here. Uh, well, yeah. Um, first of all, you, you you mentioned that you use a GoPro. Um, now, why, why did you choose a GoPro versus uh, just your iPhone, which would even be a simpler setup? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, the GoPro is even smaller. Um, in fact, I was even thinking about this just today because, you know, we were talking about the iPhone, the iPhone 11 coming out and the quality of that. What I'm really hoping with the new iPhone is that they have address the quality of their audio with a forward-facing mic that captures audio a little bit more directionally. Um, but the audio built into the iPhone as it is, is kind of omnidirectional. And so I'm getting a lot of ambient noise and background noise. Now, alternatively, what I could then do is connect that to an external mic similar to the one, uh, the setup that I have with my GoPro. Uh, but that 
is a little bit more of an involved process, whereas the GoPro is a smaller form factor. So let me go ahead and just show you what I've got going here uh, for those of you who are curious. So really, realistically, I mean, it, my this particular tripod, and I wouldn't have to use one that's this big because normally I am just holding it. Um, but the GoPro itself is... Are you, are you holding it like just with your hands or do you, do you have like a selfie stick or something? To get a little bit further away from literally just holding it in my hand like this. And okay. of course, the wonder of the GorillaPod is because it's flexible, I can adjust that, that tripod however I need to, depending on the shot that I'm trying to get, the angle that I want to get it at. Um, there was a video that I created um, at that same park where just to kind of mix things up, I was actually sitting on the bridge. And instead of holding it, I was able to wrap the arms of the tripod around the railing of the bridge, mm -hmm. adjust the angle. And then, of course, because um, the GoPro, this is a GoPro Hero 7, by the way. And, and I, for those of you who want to create video ads using a GoPro, don't go any lower than the, the Video 7. The, the image stabilization built into 7 is absolutely mind-blowing. Um, but to that point, um, or to, to my earlier point, I grabbed, I, I mounted the, the tripod onto the railing of the bridge. And then I'm able to connect to the GoPro with my phone and see the image that that GoPro is capturing. I can set up the image however I need to, frame it however I need to, and then simply talk to the camera. Um, I can either hit record from my phone or I can hit record, I can hit the, the button on the GoPro itself. It's amazing. I had no, look at you. Now, when you guys first started doing video marketing pieces, did you, did you get distracted with something, feeling like you needed something with a, a higher production value or a more stationary studio space or something like that, and then you move to this? for the simplicity or did you start here and have had great results and feel like this is exactly where you need to be? Great question. The, the video with the biggest conversion to date was one that I shot almost exactly with a frame that anybody who's watching video right now is seeing. So I'm, um, I was using at the time the 70D on a tripod with a, a video mic pro and uh, I think the, the picture of my kids is in it and I'm talking about the relationship with my kids, the significance of that, mm -hmm. making time for the important people in your life. And the response, that was the first time that I'd ever kind of done a lifestyle video ad, mm -hmm. um, speaking to kind of my personal life, kind of tying my personal life into it. And of course, it comes yeah. from a very, very genuine place. I mean, the reason I started Photographer's Edit is extremely personal. The reason why it means something to me still, 11 years later, it's still extremely personal for me. And then the, the lives of the, the photographers that we're now affecting on a very deep level. So I'm able to share from a very genuine place in that. But it was set on a tripod and I would shoot that way. And if you ask Haley many, if not most of the videos um, that she processed for probably the first year, year and a half, maybe even a little bit longer, were basically that format. Um, and it, it seems obvious, but you know, your head's in the game and you're just like, oh, this is working. So you kind of repeat the same thing over and over again. The reality is you have to add variety. Um, so to answer your question, Heather, that's when this setup came into play and, and, and seemed much more valuable in that we need variety. Um, mm -hmm. We want to put out new ads every couple of weeks or so. And in order to do that, shooting the same thing every single time in my living room means that anytime, even if I created a new ad, anytime somebody's scrolling through that feed, they're seeing the same frame. The assumption will likely be, oh, that's just the same ad that I saw yesterday or five minutes ago. Yeah. So I need to create, a, a, there needs to be a different background. Mm -hmm. uh, there maybe needs to be a different finish. We mix up black and white in color, but we largely did it for the sake of variety to answer your question. 
I have a different answer for that one though. Sure. <laughs> it's it's similar um, in the sense that you get a different background, but I, so I started recording ads maybe six months ago, maybe a year ago, I guess, um, for a photographer's edit. And it's so funny. And I'm going to like call out Nathan for calling me out, but he said every single ad I brought to him, he said, it looks like a political campaign. You're like, so stiff. You don't show a personality. Like, why are you like, why is this what's coming out of it? And it's because I felt so uncomfortable behind the camera, but so he brought up the point that I can get on my Instagram stories and like do a selfie video and have no issue. And like my personality does come through. So yeah, that's you guys why have to follow Haley on Instagram because she like, seriously, she sets the, the example as somebody who is able to just like get on Instagram, talk to the camera um, and just be fun and, and laid back. And I was like, please bring that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up switching to my iPhone and for the first few, I didn't have any um, mics or anything. So now I use AirPods and I just hide it behind my hair so you can't see it. Um, and it helps with the background noise. But then I, in post-production, I just remove the background noise with um, filters and other items. But that my biggest thing was I was so uncomfortable in front of, like sitting in front of a camera pretending to be something I'm not. And... I feel like a lot of us will do that when we get in front of a camera because we're so used to being on the other side, but so many people do this every day on Instagram and don't realize they have the marketing skills that they do have that they can translate over to a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad. Mm -hmm. Hmm. It's so true. It's uh, uh, that actually kind of reminds me of uh, um, another thing that I did with video and, um, um, a while, uh, several years ago, we did a, we did a promo video for, for my business and uh, I had a local videographer actually uh, um, do it for me. And um, again, I um, this is just something I've got to get over as, as far as like, um, like you just said, uh, Haley, just being in front of the camera, it's just so uncomfortable for me, um, even until, um, and so I remember that day was so frustrating to me because I, um, I was, it's hard for me to, uh, my personality, it's hard for me to, uh, verbally processed. Yeah, verbally processed. <laughs> just like, you know, like, <laughs> I, I don't, what am I saying? Um, so, uh, um, and so, uh, and so I, I remember I had something I had to say, and but it, it took me about 50 tries to, to get it out because we had, I, I would stop, I had to think, I had to like, like, and, uh, and I remember like, I, I it, it would work so, it worked so much better if I had like a, um, uh, what, what is, what is the present use? Like a, like a, like a teleprompter, a, a teleprompter. I, I need a teleprompter. I need it all written out yeah. the teleprompter kind of like, I'd be looking at the, the thing and, and, uh, because I, I cannot just on the fly, like you, Nathan, just kind of like, mm-hmm. let's walk through the field and just talk. And, and like, <laughs> um, I mean, that, that's, a, that's actually a gift because, yeah. um, because I remember that day, it's like, um, just again, so frustrated i'm like yeah. I, it, it, I i could i could tell the frustration from the videographer like like this this thing that could have taken literally a minute is taking 30 minutes to like like it's it's and it just over and over again we like walk we reset we try to do it again and, mm-hmm. and like and uh and, and i'm and the frustration is coming to my voice i'm trying to be personal and like the whole thing is just it was just not a um a, a fun fun experience for me at all 
Um, it's just another thing. Um, well, that- and I want to, I'm going to kind of break the fourth wall here in just a second, Rich, and explain what that process looks like for me, because I've done the exact same thing that you're describing. Um, <laughs> yes. the, the amount of footage that I've deleted, and maybe in some cases not deleted, maybe Haley's seen some of it where I'm like, I'm shooting and I, re- I mean, I've done literally 30 to 40 takes in order to get one video, um, at times stopping and throwing at a string of, you know, curse words or whatever. Um, I mean, it's it, it's oh, been man. quite ugly in the past, but I, I'll explain a little bit about how I do that a little bit more effectively in just a second. I do want to mention, because we were talking about audio um, and just kind of re-emphasize the significance of this Rode VideoMic. Uh, I'm sorry, this is the Rode VideoMic Mini. So let me just show you what it looks like without the cat. Very tiny, but you can see it's a directional mic. So there is audio built into the GoPro, but again, it's kind of omnidirectional. You're going to get a lot of background noise. It's not great. Haley would have to do way more in post in order to make it sound very good. Um, this is mind-blowingly good, and it just has this little cord right here that I connect from that mic to an adapter. You do have to buy an adapter. It's a little bit annoying. It's like 50, 60, 70 bucks, but um, that plugs into the GoPro, and then you buy this accessory case that the GoPro goes in, the audio adapter goes in the bottom, and then you plug the little eight millimeter jack there and then plug that into the back of the video mic um, and again, for those of you listening to audio, I'm showing this on video, but, mm-hmm. and then it does make a big difference to have that, uh, I think what traditionally is referred to as the dead cat, um, but essentially a wind muffler to cover the mic with. It, it makes a big, big difference to have that. But that directional audio, I, I still can't get over it. straight out of the camera, just raw. I think I've commented daily, probably multiple times now when I finish shooting a, a session of videos, I'm like, oh my word, that that vi- the audio is just absolutely incredible straight out of the camera. It's, it's mind blowing. So wow. I can't recommend that setup enough. Um, honestly, that mic is probably good enough if you're going to use a DSLR to just put it on top of the DSLR and use that for your DSLR as well. Nice. Um, but that is a really, really great setup. I think you can get an adapter for it that would work with an iPhone as well if you did want to shoot with an iPhone. Wow. Nice. So that's the audio setup. Um, let me just go ahead and go to what we were talking about, Rich, before we talk specifically about messaging. And, and again, I want to let you drive this conversation. I feel like I'm talking too much. No, 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 you're doing great. <laughs> just, just to break the fourth wall on that. So I, I mentioned that there were, and there was quite some time, I would say probably a year, year and a half of me shooting these videos in my living room with a tripod and a camera and talking to it. And I think that part of the problem was that stiffness that was inherent to the environment too. Um, and kind of what Haley was describing a second ago breaking away from that and just going kind of any and everywhere and shooting does kind of relax the, the, the shooting environment a little bit, first of all. Mm-hmm. But I will say that um, not only for these videos, but for prior to phone calls, certain phone calls, um, prior to podcast interviews, I will, I will practice out loud um, asking questions, potentially answering questions. Um, and in the case of this video content, um, saying the content out loud. So what will happen is Haley will actually write copy for me. She'll say, Hey, will you feed me? I need three videos for any, I need one for a new client conversion. I need another one for remarketing or retargeting. Um, here are the three, four or five, whatever videos that I need from you. She'll write copy out. And I'm not going to read that copy word for word. Um, as much as a teleprompter sounds great just for convenience, the reality is we end up sounding too robotic. Um, Mm -hmm. in most cases, if that's what we had in front of us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll literally pull that up in our task manager and I'll take a look at it, get an idea of what it is that I'm going to say. And then maybe I'm driving in the car and I'm literally practicing my lines out loud in the car. 
and I'm not just saying the words, I'm, I'm kind of imbuing, is imbuing a word? No, imbibing. Imbu- Embodying? Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm a... I, <laughs> I, I He's doing I, something. <laughs> yes. I swear imbuing, is that a word? Anyway, I'm, I'm saying those lines with the type of emotion that I yeah. want to communicate. And I'm actually feeling it. I, I'm kind of a dork like this, but like I do this even when I'm sending a text message, I'll smile when I'm sending something right. that's funny or right. kind or otherwise but I'll do this with, with the videos, even when I'm practicing. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do the same thing when I actually go to record the ad. So I may smile or think of something, just a happy emotion as I'm starting to record. Mm-hmm. You may take a deep breath, but you smile, you're there emotionally, and then you communicate. Mm-hmm. And as long as what you're communicating actually comes from a real place, yeah. yeah, you may have to practice a little bit to get to the place where you're smooth and you can do it in one or two or three takes. But Mm-hmm. That that video is going to come across so much more impactfully than something that you're reading off a teleprompter robotically mm-hmm. makes all the difference in the world. But uh, yes, there is ton. I mean, literally at this point, years of practice. Part of it comes from doing the podcast all the time. But there is practice still that goes on behind the scene to now where I'll message Haley and be like, oh, my word, I did that in one take. <laughs> and I get so excited. Nice. Uh, but there is some practice that goes into it even before I do that one take. Yeah. I, I, I could have Heather do it. <laughs> the first take every time. I mean, like she, she's so good for that. She's so good with words and awesome. So I'm going to add in a video into the show notes that um, highlights how, um, what Nathan's talking about in the fact that it does take time to learn because in, I believe it was July or so of last year we did, we ran an ad campaign that was a compilation compilation. I think is the right word yeah. of Nathan messing up an ad like oh, 17,000 times. Oh yeah. That, that was at the Chattanooga Choo Choo, right? Everybody loved yeah. it. Oh my God. So That's, I will add yeah. that to the, <laughs> to the show notes. Yes. Yeah. That actually, uh, I am yeah. so glad um, Nathan is secure enough to actually uh, put that out there because it really does kind of help me out because yeah. like you, when you see anything that's so polished, uh, mm-hmm. you're just like, Oh, I can't do that. You know, so, uh, but, but when you see like all of the crap that has, had to happen before, um, for it, <laughs> you're like, well, maybe, uh, maybe I could do this, you know? So, um, so, um, so I had a question. So, uh, uh, as I, as I look at Instagram lately, um, I see more and more, um, um, Instagram influencers, I guess you, uh, I, large accounts that are, that are using, um, that are using more, uh, portrait, uh, as far as like, uh, photos and, and whatnot, because it fills the screen a whole lot more when, when someone is like on their phone and they're, they're scrolling it and it, and it fills up more of the screen instead of like a, like a, a like a landscape. Hmm. So, um, so, uh, when do y'all ever do, um, like videos are all your videos, uh, um, landscape or, or do y'all, do y'all, do y'all change the format based upon where you're going to put it on? If you're going to put it on Facebook, maybe, um, landscape on Instagram, maybe, um, Portrait uh, mode. I mean, like, do, do, are there are there uh, are there something science? Tell me science stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there is literally no science. This is a preference thing at this point because you actually make a great point, Rich. I mean, ideally, we're creating, uh, and, and there's always an issue of of scalability, right? So, how many people we have in our team, the resources, including uh, not just people but time, in order to put into video ads. Because the reality is, Haley manages about fifty thousand other things. Um, I also have a wide variety of things on my my to-do list. Um, so the question is, how much variety can we create in as little time as possible? And in this case, um, the staying in that landscape format is a preferential thing, um, mm-hmm. largely. 
And honestly, I haven't even considered the, the benefit, the potential benefit of going to that portrait mode, but you make a great point. So there's an opportunity there for us to do something different. Uh, but for me to create a secondary or tertiary video just for that purpose, to me, I don't think there's enough of an impact. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we're always weighing. The conversations you can ask Haley, the conversations we always have um, at Photographer's Edit um, at Boca, for the Boca podcast is around the 80-20 principle. Mm -hmm. um, where am I going to get the best or the most results, the best results for not the least amount of effort, because I realize the significance of hard work. Um, it, it's not to minimize that, but how to be right. most efficient uh, is really what it comes harder. down to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. to answer your question, um, really a lot of it just has to do with simplicity and efficiency mm -hmm. uh, combined with the fact that honestly, I hadn't even really considered it. I don't see that there's a significant benefit in the viewer experience in that case. Mm -hmm. And actually I can fit a lot more than just my face if I go to landscape mode um, than I can in that portrait mode. Mm -hmm. And yeah. another thing, I, I'd have to double check this, but I don't know what Facebook's um, dimensions are for certain video ads. I know like Instagram, you can definitely do portrait uh, when you're scrolling and in Instagram stories, which we have only experimented with Instagram stories a few times, like that kind of ad, um, allowing it to go into that uh, platform. But I think that there might be some limitations that you have to look at on uh, within ads manager to see which formatting. Um, but Ren did have a question too. She asked if we could put all the gear that we've mentioned in the show notes. So we will do that. No, um, and then <laughs> she said, could you go over your workflow from planning content, filming, exporting, organizing files, and how you actually <laughs> put them on Facebook? Uh, oh my gosh. I feel like this go I feel we can make this a two-parter. I mean, like seriously. Like, Actually, that's a great point. I can't believe yeah. agree. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's a longer process than you would imagine. Yeah. So I, I have a lot of questions for the post processing because because that again that aspect was a, such a a huge frustration to me that I mean I, I would have I would love to to you know this is great this is great. Well, and, and you know what, Let, on that, th this is a, probably a good point that we could even just stop. We were going to talk about, um, we talked about equipment. We were going to talk about messaging. Um, I had actually made an additional note to talk about post-production, but the reality is we are up on that hour mark. And you're right, we could push this to at least one more episode, if not two additional episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's just plan on doing that. We'll, we'll kind of end here. It's a good ending point. Mm -hmm. and, um, and everybody stay, if, if you make sure if you're not already, follow us, um, particularly on Instagram. I think these days is, it's where you can get kind of the best all around content, keep up to date with what we're pushing out, not only in the feed, but also in stories. And we'll keep everybody posted as to when the next Workflow Wednesday episode is coming out. Uh, Currently, the next one is planned for two weeks from today. Is that right? The 25th, Haley? Yes, yes that's correct. Um, so you can, everybody can kind of pencil that in their calendars. Again, that's 2 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, the 25th. Mm -hmm. And uh, likely at this point, we'll, we'll probably just pick this conversation back up and, yeah. and continue it because there yeah. is a lot to cover. Yeah, because I would love to hear more about the marketing aspect of it and the post process. You know, the whole workflow. Wow. <laughs> really excited about I'm it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm making notes here as we're talking and that that's, that's good. Um, yeah, gonna... I just, I love, I love uh, this conversation and it's one that we really need to be having. Oh, yeah. And I just, oh, yeah. I love, I feel like you guys are onto something. I feel like you guys are doing it well. It's you're executing it extremely well. And every time a new photographers edit uh, video pops up in my feed, I always click and watch it because I, I'm, I mean, it's like, emotionally engaging and mm -hmm. i love that it, it isn't about perfection it's no. just about authenticity mm -hmm. and so and that 
doesn't go out of style. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I always click and, and sometimes I even tear up a little bit. I just love, you know, I just like looking at Nathan. I mean, I mean, what can you You do? I mean, like I, I I tear up too, you know, well, and you know, part of that post-production, you were talking about the emotional aspect of it, Heather. We, we actually have spent quite a bit of time on the music that we include in it. And it's not, you'll notice it doesn't play very loudly, but it is very purposeful that the style of music that we choose. So we'll talk about that in the post-production portion of the conversation as well. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. It's been fun to catch up and I'm glad that we're gonna get to do this again soon. Uh, again, for everybody listening on the audio side, you can watch today's video and a little bit of show and tell about the equipment that we're using for these video ads. If you go to facebook.com slash photogs edit, uh, the show notes and the actual audio version of this episode will go out today at 6 p.m. or by 6 p.m. Eastern along with a couple of examples we mentioned, both the the ad that I played earlier, the one that Rich and Heather and Haley were talking about, the the bloopers compilation, uh, which was a oh, lot of fun. Oh, and remember that day that we were hanging out at Frothy Monkey and you were like, hey guys, we want to record a video for Photographer's Edit. And we had like 30 seconds to think about what we were going to say. Oh my word. <laughs> yeah. And it turned into a beautiful ad. So actually we I, should go and we should pop I, that in there too. I, I let I let her do all the talking. I just, <laughs> I just you know. <laughs> no, it's hard to watch yourself on video, but She's I mean. so good, babe. You're awesome. Stop. It turned out beautifully. We happen to have this really nice, I think really nice rim light coming in from the back yeah. too, over the trains at the Chattanooga Choo Choo. And sometimes anyway. it helps to just be to just be forced into something that you feel uncomfortable with and just do it. Cause yep. then it comes from a place of like, well, this is, this is us, you know, no time 100%. to rehearse, you know, hundred percent. It was great. And it was very, it was, it flowed very naturally. So yeah, that we'll make sure to put that in the show notes um, as well. So everybody can, can watch that. Thank you guys so much for listening in, for joining. If you watch the live version yep. and um, we'll plan on seeing you on the next workflow Wednesday, September 25th. Perfect. at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. Have a great day. Great to see you guys. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the professional photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.